When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. And welcome into another edition of Fourth Down in the Steel City. Alongside Josh Taylor, I'm Chris Mack. We are getting ready for Steelers Raiders before we welcome in. The inimitable, I don't know what that word means, but it sounds really good. The inimitable Dave Sherapan from Las Vegas. I got to remind you, be sure to follow the podcast and subscribe to it wherever you get it. However you get it in your Odyssey app, uh, which I heard Michael K is not a huge fan of, but maybe you use Spotify. Maybe you use whatever you do, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, however you get your podcast, iTunes. Make sure to subscribe, download, rate, review. Get all the latest episodes on YouTube as well, the 93.7 The Fan YouTube page, where you can see these lovely faces on your screen right now, ready to talk Steelers and Raiders. Um, Last year on Christmas Eve, this did not go so well for the aforementioned Raiders, and we got a Kenny Pickett performance that, at least at the very end, was exactly what the Steelers needed. Clutch. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that yet this year. And we bring in Dave Sherapan, sports gambling expert, writer, host, analyst, Pittsburgh native, proud Penn State grad, yes. and uh, for many years now, Las Vegas resident, to give us a perspective from out west on this game. Dave, I'm going to put it to you simply like this, because you're a no BS kind of guy. Right. The Raiders suck. Yes. The Steelers so far, outside of TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, suck. Whoa. We're going to get a whole lot of suck this weekend, aren't we? What is what is the, the read on this game? Because the Raiders aren't very good, but the Steelers should, sh- I mean, a- in any other situation, should walk into Vegas and handle their business, but it's hard to see them scoring more than 10 points with this offense the way it's going. All right, first of all, great to see both of you. Second of all, yes, you can take the kid out of Pittsburgh, but you can't take the Pittsburgh out of the kid. 20-plus years now in Vegas, and the first time ever, that the Steelers are playing a football game in Las Vegas. I've heard from people from Keystone Oaks High School. I've heard people from Penn State, South Side, North Side, all the places. All the sides. I ain't got no tickets. North Side, I feel you. That's it. I ain't got no tickets. There's people coming. I've been telling people for weeks. You all have no idea about Inzer Nation, Steeler Nation, whatever you want to call it. They're coming. I'm picking someone at the airport today, 2.30. They're coming. The place is going to be 80-20. Steeler fans, oh. the Raider fans. It's wow. going to be packed. 
Tickets are going for the cheap seats are a nickel a piece in gambling parlance. That's $500 a piece right now. If anybody got them, reach out to me at Sports BK and say, because I can't find them, Mac. The game is going to be better than you think. I okay. think. All right. So early indications are the line opened up the look ahead number. The Steelers were a point favorite based on what you said about the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Then the game against Cleveland happened. And we saw what we saw. Everybody saw it. Offensively challenged. TJ Watt, the best offensive player for the Steelers. Sharp guys, whatever you want to call them. I call them bag guys. They brought in the bags of money and they flipped the line. They bet the Raiders. It's up to two and a half. The total immediately shot up because it was thinking like me. Who's stopping who in this game? Right. I think, Mm. I, I mean, the Raiders got a lot of offensive weapons. They didn't really show very much against Buffalo. But, guys, I have a feeling they're going to score a couple touchdowns this week against the Steelers' defense. I feel like there's going to be turnovers. TJ gets a couple sacks, maybe another, you know, scoop and score, fumble. I think the game's going over, C-Mac. You told me you you, you said it's a race to 23. That would leave us to an under. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all you got, Josh. Can you help out here? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's where you went with what? that. Well, it, I'm, it, I'm very, not, I'm just, I'm just very, no. very stunned that just that's the conclusion that we're all agreeing to is that we're gonna all see this game hit under. None of us are expecting over. I'm, I'm kind of stunned at that. I shouldn't I be stunned, but I still am. I like over. I do. I, I think. I think oh. we have um, one of those games where not the guy, not the team with the ball last wins, but I think there's going to be turnovers that will give the offenses a chance to score on short fields. I think, guys, the biggest question we have out in Vegas, watching the Steelers, where's Najee and why mm-hmm. is he not playing? Do you guys have any insight into that? Because I legitimately don't. I was watching the game Monday night going, where is he at? He got two carries in the first half. What's going on with the Steelers and him? You tell him, Josh, they got no run game. They got no offensive line, and they got no run game. I was going to ask you the same question, what's going on with Josh Jacobs. And granted, he's getting carries, but we're not seeing the results there. These are both – these are two teams, David, that we both expected the run games, well, at least in the Raiders' case, to keep churning the way it was because Jacobs led the league in rushing last year in yards. And then the Steelers, we expected them to at least take a step upward because we had heard about the changes on the offensive line. Another year of Najee, another year of Jalen Warren. But the results have been skittish at best with the Steelers, and they've been almost non-existent with the Raiders. I was going to ask you, what's, what's going on with the Raiders' run game right now? Well, that's a big question mark here in town. A lot of people are asking that, going, they are not built – to play from behind because as soon as they get multiple scores down, they completely abandon the running game and then put Jimmy G in a precarious position to get hit and make not bad decisions, but fast decisions. Mm -hmm. And when he does, that leads to problems for everybody on the offense. Now, Devontae wants the ball. I think that matchup's a nightmare for the Steelers. I think that he's going to have – like looking at props, Devontae receptions probably over. The yardage number is going to be a little bit high, but you know, that's the matchup that I think is the biggest danger. If the Raiders get ahead, they may they may force their their will on the Steelers to, to run the ball more. 
but they abandon it so quick. So I think that's as big of an issue as the ability to block and run the ball as the coaches just quitting on the run game. So what's crazy, Dave, is everything you just said about the Raiders offense is like a Mad Libs version of what we could say about the Steelers offense, right? Like they abandon the run game too early. They can't block up front. They're getting their quarterback hit a little too much, and he's getting skittish and making bad decisions at times, turning the ball over. And they have a wide receiver who wants the ball, who should be getting the ball, who's getting targeted, right? But just not getting the ball enough. The offense should be around this guy. And this is why I honestly believe this game is going to be ugly until one of these teams realizes, until one of the these play callers realizes, whether it's McDaniels, uh, on the Vegas side or Canada on the Steelers side realizes, okay, it doesn't matter uh, what happens. We've got to get the ball. We've got to pump the ball to George Pickens slash Devontae Adams. But we've also got to understand that there's a little bit of balance needed here and that rather than try to trick rate our way into three and a half yards on every single carry and running read options and jet sweeps, Let's just ask our offensive linemen to punch some dudes in the mouth across from us and get our three yards that way and actually establish a rhythm and a physicality to the run game that will give our quarterback some room to breathe. I I mean, couldn't that be the game plan for both sides? Yes. And I think, and I've been doing shows and talking about it on our own show, Boston versus the book, the lack of reps in the preseason has become a real issue. And we're seeing it across the NFL. First, second week of the season, I think some teams are legitimately trying to establish who they are, identities. You know, Steelers had a great preseason. Well, what does that translate into? I don't know. The Raiders really didn't. And it was very cautious. Let's keep Jimmy G in a bubble wrap and not get him reps. Josh Jacobs didn't show up until the week before the first game of the regular season. You know, so... How do we ask him to just carry the ball 30 times a game if we're not really ready? So I think you're thinking right. The physical team usually ends up winning a football game more often than not on any level. So who's the more physical football team Sunday? I don't know. Who's the best unit on the field? It's the Steelers defense still. The Steelers defense is the best unit on the field. So if you think the Steelers are going to win, you probably shade the under. If you like the Raiders, you're probably looking towards the over. I'm cautiously optimistic because I know there's going to be a lot of people here and I always root for the Steelers, but this business beats it out of you. When you sit there in the book and take bets for a couple decades, you can't be a fan anymore. I'm rooting for the Steelers, but I still like the Raiders. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, but I gotta ask this question. I, I, it does oh, perfectly, perfectly plausible. And one of the reasons, one of the things I am concerned about with the Steelers on the defensive side of the ball, and Chris and I have talked about this each of the last two weeks, especially in Week One, facing a team like San Francisco. 
the, the nickel position and the inside linebackers and how they can defend particularly slot guys or guys lined up in the slot in the passing game. I'm going over the Raiders numbers and I'm looking at the injury reports and I'm looking at it saying, wait a minute, Hunter Renfro only has one catch in two games. What's going on there? Because I look at matchup problems and he feels like a matchup problem for me. He is a big matchup problem if he's used effectively. Right now, him and Jimmy G are not on the same page, or they're not calling plays to use him. He was tremendous for the Raiders last year. I mean, caught a lot of balls, moved the sticks. Those third and sixes, he got eight. Third and tens, he got 12. He was the guy that they relied upon. So I was, that was thinking that too, looking at it. And then in reverse, like, where's Fryermuth been? For the Steelers, another guy talking right about that too. Middle. Where's Muth? I love saying it. I love when the fans in the building say it. When I'm watching it on TV, that's one of the guys. The team that is most effective passing game between the hash marks in the middle of the field on Sunday probably is going to win his football game. So this again leads into why I'm telling you this is going to be ugly, but yeah. why I understand the Raiders lean here because they're at the very least, I think going to get and both sides I think are capable of performing better in the run game this week than they have the first two weeks but I do think the Raiders have more opportunity there and I think especially if if we get what look McDaniels may be a terrible head coach but he still comes from the Belichick tree in that he will find your weakness your biggest weakness and he will worm his way in there and exploit the hell out of it. He'll rip it open. It'll be a tiny little pinhole in the back of the canvas, and he'll rip it open and let all the light in. And that's exactly what he's going to do when he looks out there and sees Levi Wallace on the edge. And he's going to start throwing that direction, and it doesn't matter if it's Devontae. It doesn't matter if it's Jacoby Myers, who's healthy and going to play this week. It doesn't matter if it's Hunter Renfro. Uh, being covered by inside linebackers. Uh, there are going to be opportunities for McDaniels to do what we saw the Patriots do for years to oh, the Steelers, which yeah. is pass to set up the run. And oh. that's what you're going to get. The Steelers are going to get thrown on in, in until they're finally throwing nickels and dimes out there. And that's when Josh Jacobs comes in to drop the hammer and close things out. And it's not going again. It's not going to be pretty because it's Jimmy G. It's 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 it, he's not going to hit everybody every time they're open. But it's going to be enough that we're going to look up in the fourth quarter. The Raiders are going to have like a I don't know twenty three sixteen lead, and the Steelers are going to get the ball back. They're not going to be able to move anything. The de- they'll go three and out at some terribly inopportune moment, and the Steelers defense will get back out there totally gassed. T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith will be doing their damnedest to save the day, but everyone else will just be getting steamrolled. There's your game script. I just well, that's that's. Uh, you, can you send me the game script? I'm going to take it to the books here in <laughs> Vegas and let them know that actually was actually too good. I didn't like the way that sounded. You know who leads you know the, the NFL in three and outs, guys? You know who leads the NFL? Raiders, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, jeez. I was, I was going to say the Steelers. Defense gets tired. They yeah. got to get first downs. They got to sustain the ball. We haven't seen that yet. And then you just painted a picture of the Raiders being able to sustain drives and drive down there. Josh, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I, jumped I, I was going to make a comment on the whole script thing because that's the prevailing theory going into the season. But I, I figured I'd leave that part alone. But uh, on, on, you know, on the serious side of things and on the let's move to the defensive end for the Raiders. 
this whole Chandler Jones situation, without going too much into detail, there's a lot flying around there as far as what's going on with him. Yep. So I'll, I'll make this a two-part question. One, is there any kind of you know window or timetable when they might expect him to be back, or are we looking to not see him this season? And then also, because of his absence right now, what should we expect out of Tyree Wilson being lined up across from Max Crosby? Well, the mum's the word, at least in town. There's a there, there's no mention of anything when he's coming back, if he's coming back, what's going on. Keep him very tight-lipped. At least anyone that I know, I know a couple of the beat writers that cover the Raiders. They haven't said anything. Two, the matchups, it may determine pressures, sacks, turnovers. That matchup, a single matchup might determine, not the whole game, but that's one that you got to focus on, I think. And I don't know if that means leaving someone extra to, to help with the Steelers. And, and that means another less receiver out in patterns, which means another less chance of hitting an open receiver. But C-Mac said that Kenny's good when he gets pressure. I admit that might help. I, I don't know. I, I still, you're talking me into the under. I started this whole <laughs> show thinking over. Well, and you're talking over. me into the under. Come on over to the under. We're going to be ironic somewhere. right now. <laughs> Here's the thing, Dave, is, again, they have you asked about Muth, right? They haven't used him. He's got five targets in two games, our, our Penn State guy, Pat Fryermuth. Why? Great question. He can't block to save his life. And I get that. I'm fine with that, to be totally honest. I don't need Pat Fryermuth to be a great run blocker or pass blocker or any kind of blocker. I just need him to get out there in the middle of the field and catch footballs thrown towards him. Darnell Washington is the complete total all-around package at tight end. He's built like a tackle, runs like a wide receiver. So put them both in there. Why, why with Deontay Johnson out, oh. and you're down to Pickens, Robinson, and Austin, right? I got nothing against Allen Robinson, another Penn State guy, we are, uh, or Calvin Austin, who's electric when the football's in his hands, or can be, but you don't need all three of them out there every single play. Get more two tight end sets, because what can you do with two tight end sets? Pretty much anything. I could line up and under center, and I don't know if you guys saw the Warren Sharp video breakdown from this morning, yes. but he went into great detail about how 90% of the time when they're in shotgun, the Steelers, they pass. 80% of the time when they're under center, they run. It's a telegraph. Every single time, all they have to do is look at Kenny, see where he's lined up. They know exactly what's going to come at him. So how about this? Line up with two tights, put Kenny under center, and stop telegraphing things. You'll be able to run out of that formation if you want. Guess what else you could do out of that formation? You can pass. You can play action. Without even having to have a run, an effective run game, you can turn around, fake a give to Najee or Jalen Warren. It doesn't matter who. Roll Kenny out. Get him on the move. He was very good at that in college. And then you start to open things up. You're not simply asking him to take the snap. One step. Read. It's, it's Oh, it's covered? Okay. Now what do I do? Now I get my happy feet. Now I start going like this, even though I got a clean pocket, and I'll spike it into George Pickens' feet. Nah, get the guy out on the move. Let him see the field where he's most comfortable seeing the field and give yourself some extra blockers if you need them, even if one of them's Fryermuth, who isn't a great blocker. Two tight end sets. I've been saying it since training camp, right, Josh? You and me both. We both been talking about it. It's what we want. I, I want that. I want that two tight end combination. I want to see Darnell Washington either clearing out a side of the line to open up a, a run lane 
or him out in the route on one side and Firemuth on the other side and, and kind of creating some kind of levels effect and making it making it harder on the defense and putting them in conflict. Have you sure. guys sent this down to the offices? Like, can you let <laughs> anyone know this is a really good game plan? Like, this is not – I like the sound of all of this. And I learned so much from Warren about, you know, 12 personnel and two, 21 personnel and all these other things. Let's line up two tight ends yeah, and run yep. the ball. And then when they think we're going to run it, we pass it, we score points. Like that the, was- like the <laughs> old days, Dave. Randy Grossman and Benny Cunningham, two tight ends. Oh, Get them out on a field, huh? Man. You like oh, that? Don't get me started. I mean, that was that was when everything was clicking. I was a little kid, you know. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go, and you know, I got a feeling we're going to the Super Bowl. All those things. You're getting me emotionally connected again. That's good. Uh, that, I like that. That was Thank the whole you. point. I wanted to tug at the heartstrings, and I think they'll be connected. Good. All right, it. man. We appreciate you taking a couple minutes to join us and give us the Vegas perspective on things, both from the, the book's perspective as well as the Raiders' perspective. Are you coming out or not? Am I picking you up Sunday morning or what? You can't get us tickets. Why would we come? I'll get you two tickets. I'll get you two. Tickets. I, I wish, man. I wish. I, I got a, I got a couple, a couple of little ones here to keep an eye on. So otherwise, I'd be there. Well, you can bring plus, them. We'll leave them at the house. Josh. Plus, I, the, I've already I have the wife babysit them. I, I already have a mandate. I'm not allowed to come back out to Vegas without the wife present. So, because my last yeah. two trips, I was with the guy. So she's like, if you're going, you got to bring me. So, that's that. That's a very common thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. I got to pick my spots wisely. wisely. Very wisely. Good job. Exactly. All right, man. Hey, thanks again, Dave. We appreciate the time, dude. See you guys. Appreciate you, Dave. See you, man.